against one of the most vile regimes mm. in history, the Nazi regime. How do you reconcile, or, or would you disagree with what I'm saying? Or, but my question would be, how do you reconcile this sort of you know, well, pride with pacifism? No, I understand what you're saying. There are a lot of paradoxes with this, and I have to tread a very, I tread an interesting pathway because, yeah, I, I also enter this series with, well, you know, obviously remembrance isn't working too well if we're still fighting wars. Mm. But I, I spoke to many, many people who were there at these memorial places, like in Ypres, in, in Flanders Fields, mm. which is a whole town as a war memorial, you could say, or the Australian War Memorial, which commissioned the series. I spent a lot of time around that big building, uh, RSLs. There's not one person I spoke to who'd been touched by war, like a descendant of a soldier or a, indeed a serving member who's pro-war whatsoever, what, what I, or, or, or actually saying that it's a good thing or had it really, it wasn't about pride so much, it was more about the miracle that they even got through it. You know, that was, there was pride in that, the resilience. But really I, I want to push this idea and I do right through the end. I ask um, Margaret Macmillan in the final episode, the eminent international military historian, about whether or not remembrance whether in, in a sense people power, because I believe remembrance is a sort of version of that, can it at all prevent war? And and the you know the hesitation that comes from people like me or pilgrims and civilians right through to the serving members and these these historians is is there's a hesitation, there's a no, because of human nature and because of political systems. And that's not to say we should fight, we should stop fighting against war or protesting against war. But I think there's a space for empathy in this as well. I'm not anti-soldier. I'm anti-war. I make that very clear as well. I think you can occupy that space very well. Mm. What I come out with is still a more, even more vehement idea that we, we must avoid war at all costs. You know, it's as, as, as untenable as that sounds, I think we need to really work against it. It's not as one of the women I speak to in, in this, it's not to be entered into lightly. And that's what we need to tell our politicians. The sacrifice is very real and very sad and has distorted humanity mm. for centuries. And we have to remember this. So I think remembrance has its place. We just have to be very clear about what this is. That was Megan Spencer. And her podcast is called From a Whisper to a Bang. It's well worth listening to. Now, what do President John F. Kennedy, author Dashiell Hammett and the boxer Joe Lewis have in common? They are among the 400,000 American citizens buried in Arlington, the most important military cemetery in the US. The site is not only where many soldiers wish to be laid to rest, it's also popular with tourists. Some four million come from all over the world every year. Anja Steinbuch and Michael Marek went to visit this revered final resting place at the gates to Washington, D.C. Their report is presented by Keith Walker. A lone trumpet rings out at the tomb of the unknown soldier. There are maybe a hundred visitors gathered at Arlington National Cemetery today, curiously watching the scene playing out in front of a 50-ton white marble block. A hush falls over the crowd of tourists, students and families with children 
Most have their smartphones at the ready. A metal railing keeps the audience at a distance. Behind it, there are three soldiers gripping rifles and wearing dark blue and black uniforms and sunglasses. They guard the monument. The trumpet player falls silent. Uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier was created after the First World War, really inspired by the French and the British Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and Tomb of the Unknown Warrior. Christopher Warren is the Arlington National Cemetery historian. The 56-year-old U.S. Air Force veteran knows the cemetery's past like no other. The tomb is guarded 24 hours a day, seven days a week, by the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, known as the Old Guard. They do a very elaborate ceremony. They walk the mat and guard the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. In the summertime, or we're currently at our summertime hours, every 30 minutes we change the guard and they will come out and do a weapons inspection, a uniform inspection of the individual who is going on duty. They will then relieve the sentinel who is going off duty and then that new sentinel will, will walk the mat continuously for 30 minutes uh, before he, is, he or she is relieved. I never thought that this is where I'd settle down Thought I'd die an old man back in my hometown. They gave me this plot of land. Me and some other men. It's one of the country's most powerful patriotic symbols. I'm one of the chosen ones. I made it to Arlington. Country music Trace Adkins sings in his maudlin hymn to heroism. The man inside, he cried the day they brought me home. They folded up a flag. And told my mom and dad, we're proud of your son. So there's 135 national 